Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. The writers and Marlene know what the final word is going to be. Absolutely. They're not making it up. Does the actor who plays A know that he or she is playing A? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, it was worth a shot. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus! I am drinking Cabernet right now. So. Oh, yeah! I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Hey, you guys. That was the most timid hey you guys ever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cabernet Woo! Both of us are sober. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I know that's that means. why the energy is just way low. We're going to pick it up though. I'm like pounding the Diet Coke. I'm pounding, pounding water. <laughs> not even. I'd be pounding if I had backup in my fridge, which now I'm kind of disturbed that I don't, now that that realization just came to me. Now that we're talking about it, I kind of wish I had Diet Coke, oh, Should we... Who can bring us Diet Coke right now? <laughs> beep, beep, boop, boop. Hello. <laughs> Diet Coke. Diet Coke. <laughs> Are you available? I'm holding the phone to my ear for those of you at home, which is everybody. Everybody's <laughs> act out. All right. We're already off the rails. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Oh, okay. Funk here with... Chelsea White. As always. As always. And Tanuki is our audience, our one kitty audience. Still recovering from ringworm debacle of 2015, but... Still got that cute-ass comb I mean, God bless him. He's a champion. Slowly but surely, he is going to claw his way back to health. We're all rooting for him. But without further ado, and without getting any more further off the sober rails, Sue... Business. Go for it. Today we are drinking water and Diet Coke, <laughs> um, and uh, you can listen to us and follow us on Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please review us, because when you review people, then it goes up and like people see us more, and like so it becomes an option of people listening to this, and we would love other people to find us and discover us, and as you have, you wonderful listener, you. Thank you. you. Um, we did get a recent review on iTunes, which is something that we, it was just an odd opinion. Uh, it was funny. I was like, is this Sarah Harvey leaving this message? Because the, the title of the review is Sarah Harvey is a victim. <laughs> and I, I read it. They think they made some points, but, uh, it was just I funny. can't change her being a victim <laughs> or not being a victim. All, all signs are pointing to villain. Maybe she is a victim. That um, would be the big twist, is if she actually was a villain. But, I mean... I mean, sorry, victim. Okay, okay. I was sorry, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. No. She was planting a bomb. No, I'm sober. <laughs> How I'm do sober. you like your vi victims? Yeah, she, it would be a twist <laughs> if she was a victim and not an actual villain. But, yeah. There's it, a lot of questions, and that's why we decided to talk about the finale episode again. We need... We have a lot of thoughts. There was a lot happening last week, as per is... You know, par for the course. Was on that our, our biggest episode. off the rails? I think they were the most people. I think ever. that was by far the biggest ever. Don't you think? I think so. Which was so fun and awesome, especially because there were so many people that we were meeting for the first time. I just yeah. love, like, I love that feeling, which I know I think I did talk about last week. Who can really be sure? It I remember not a lot ago. Although for for once, 
I did, like, listen back to the whole thing last week, and I genuinely tried to, like, adjust the levels just so that, like, it wasn't... There were times when I was listening to it, and I was like, holy... I, like, ripped the earphones out of my ears. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I did my so best try training. to actually so do some of the levels for you guys, but... Your ears blue. But, yeah, we figured we should do uh, just sort of a little more of a focused-in analysis of last week's finale because there's a lot to digest there and I think it takes time to digest you know like throughout the days over the weeks it takes time to sort of like work through everything and then I feel like I my opinions I formulated so many new thoughts and opinions just throughout the week letting it you know ruminate and also seeing other people's reactions more I mean yeah we were live tweeting and we saw what people were saying and we had a whole group of people reacting uh, with us live, but I think that going through Twitter and seeing all of that, I mean, especially since I was sick and I had, like, nothing to do, I was, like, ordered to lay on the couch all week last week, so it was just, like, I had a lot of time to go through people's opinions, and, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start. What do you, where well, should, what should we do? Do you think, do you think that we should kind of go, I see this in being in three parts. Okay. I see just, like, head on, like, uh, you know, the reveal of who A was and just sort of, like, the nitty-gritty of that. We just rewatched the episode, and I yes. know we have a lot of just, like, sequential notes. And then maybe just some projecting and some, like, deeper digging of, like, okay, well then, but what does this mean for Bethany in the future? What does this mean for Sarah in the future? Or, like, how they might just, like, more theorizing. Okay. So should, do you think we should start a sequential through the episode or, like, head on who is A? Well, then, uh, but I also feel like we should talk about the fan reactions, too. Right, right, right. So maybe it's a four-parter. Oh, my God. There's so much going on. There's so much to talk about. How much time do you guys have, (laughs) listeners? I mean, you guys can pick up and pause. Should we be like, section one? (laughs) (laughs) And we make a thing where it's like a DVD where I don't know what that, I don't think I have that technology for podcasting. You can, like, skip to chapters. You're like, boop, boop. There was a, um, the TV Talk podcast used to You could skip to chapters? What? Do the chapter We stuff. are living in the future. I know. Sorry, guys. 2015, no hoverboards, but chapters and podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, but we don't have time for that. What uh, if we just do, just tackle sort of like A and everything and the fan reactions, and then we work our way through the episode? Okay, cool. I'm, I'm game. All right, so A. Is CC yes. slash Charlotte slash Charles. So the fan reactions were pretty, I would say, pretty evenly split down the board. It was really? A, I thought they were very spectrum, you don't think? I thought I there was a wide spectrum. See, I don't see many people saying that they liked it. Oh. I saw a lot of anger. There was definitely a lot of anger, but I feel like the anger also stands out and rises to the top, especially in terms very, of, very like... Very, especially on know? the internet. Absolutely. And I think I also... And maybe not even... Maybe I did read more people being upset by it, but maybe, like, on just, like, Twitter and social media, but reading reviews of it and listening to our other fellow podcasters, shout out to Bro, shout out to Pretty Little Podcasters, shout out to Pretty Pretty Little Little Grown Men, and The Bustle. And The Bustle, oh my gosh, of course, and um, The Bustle, taking this one to the grave, their podcast, um, Sam and, um, oh my god, you know, Brain Fart. No, it's, um... Because I was, okay, I have, like, a lot of thoughts at once. No, because when I read her name, it's Kelsey. Kelsey. But it's spelled, like, my name, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, but K-E-L-S-E-A. So I get in, 
like enraged when people read my name as Chelsea or Chelsea. I'm like, it's Chelsea, S E A, like the C. It's not complicated, and it's the most common spelling of Chelsea. But then I was reading her name like Kelsia, Kelsia, uh, and then I was like, oh my god, I did it to someone else. So yeah, Sam and Kelsey from Bustle will be here talking to us next week, which we're so excited. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, shout out to all of our fellow podcasters and. I felt like, I mean, they still had varied opinions. Yeah, but I feel but like I most feel like of they the were kind of like community did like it. Yeah, absolutely. I think overall they're like, hey, there's problems. It's not without problems, yeah. but overall, nothing else. Let's put it this way: they couldn't. Maybe there wasn't necessarily a tangible, more satisfying outcome. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even like, I mean, whatever. The like people who were upset it wasn't read, like. <laughs> Felicia. But, like, people literally drove Marlene King off of social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, like... It's insane. She, I mean, I'm sure she's probably, like, also, like, I want a vacation. I'm hanging with right. my fam, whatever. Right. But, like, people were really, really mean. And, like... Yeah. I mean, that's what the internet is. People are always angry on there. And that's where there's the e-courage where people will say things that they would never say in public or in, in face-to-face contact. But it's just... It was so angry at her, and so, like, and then the other thing that I saw a lot of, not just angry at her, but just being, like, way to hastily reshoot it, I was like, no, honey, that is so much money. There's no way that that they reshot the episode because the Ren leak. I'm sorry, you know what happens when episodes leak? They they go out. (laughs) There's no, like, unless you've got the whole cast and crew there filming and everybody's ready, but, like, Sets were already struck. Like, that would be the cost of a whole other episode. Or at least the... It, it, it just... It just never would have happened. I just... I've never heard of a, of a show being like... Maybe they've shot alternate endings. Like, when I worked on Drag yes. Race. Yes. What we did was, like, for the quote-unquote, you know, movie magic live show, that was pre-taped and we shot three endings. So every single queen thought that she won. Right. Well, I mean, they could have possibly won, won. and then it was like, it wasn't edited until that week or so, and then when it was played, that was when the queen, I was actually standing next to Sharon, uh, Sharon Needles when she won, and, um, like, that was amazing, because they were all three standing there, and they were like, oh my god, like, that, that was real, but that wasn't shown on television real. Right, right. Well, just like they did, I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch um, the 3A finale where the black hoodie turns around and it's Toby. Yes. But they shot it with Paige and with um, Caleb. So, I mean, like, that is plausible for sure. But, like, it's just not any – it never would have happened. And I think people also just are so caught up in the moment. And, of course, yes, you know there's going to be backlash when anything is this much of a buildup and this important to people. It's going to be that much more payoff slash on the other end of the spectrum that much more backlash. And it's going to be that much more um, dramatically split in the reactions. You know, there wasn't a lot of, like, gray air. It's like people are going to react to it, like, more severely in one way or another. But the people that – I think it's like they're that – they're so caught up in the moment that – they don't let logic, they don't open up the doors and let logic in. But like, that just, <laughs> Very that, that never would have logistically and financially happened. And also, I think it's very frustrating when you see the people that are like, oh, they're just jumping on the bandwagon of like, 
you know, people like the topic of um, trans, transgender. transgender being very, you know, in the uh, a conversation Zeitgeist. these days. Yeah. And it's like, nah, they didn't just come <laughs> up with this two weeks ago. Like, this has been going on. And it's just a very yeah. interesting coincidence. So, you know, so like, that's a bummer to see, you know, and not, I'm not saying that like they did everything right, but also... Gosh, you just, like, I, I do think, well, now maybe we're kind of transitioning to the other end of it about how it was handled, but, like, we can get into that, yeah, but to no, open up the conversation, I think it's, like, Marlene may not have done everything exactly right, but I do believe that her heart was in the right place, and that doesn't Absolutely. mean that that excuses things, like, if, if people were upset by it, they're obviously very welcome you have to right be upset to feel by it, your feelings. but I just really think... She thought she was doing something good, and we can critique whether or not she did do it the right way, but I think in her heart when she was putting pen to paper was like, this is going to do, this is a good mm -hmm. thing, something that's going to make a powerful yeah. statement and, you know, start conversations, and now yeah. people are just like, you're jumping on the bandwagon and you do this, and she's probably just at home like, well, <laughs> I, I like, think, that's a shame. Um, Maybe she just got more Botox, so she wouldn't have to cry. Um, <laughs> well, so yeah, let's talk about how we feel. So obviously people were very, uh, had a lot of differing opinions on the fact that they made a, transgender. a transgender. So Transgender woman. Right. Male to female. Right. Um, the thing that I found very interesting about it was, for the buildup of this finale, it was like, very much, like, A has a soul. Oh, my God, there's a soul. And, like, even on the Reddit survey that we printed out and we went through uh, pre-gaming for <clears throat> the finale, one of the main questions was, like, does A have a soul? Yes, no, stop making A having a soul ha trying to happen. Yes. And that was the major thing is that most people were, like, stop trying to ha make A have a soul happen because it was so far-fetched in your mind how would I ever sympathize with this character? Right. And then when you hear Cece's story of isolation, yep. of being outcast by her own parents, yep. um, being completely misunderstood, that's when you're like, like, I think there was a great line when, um, <coughs> excuse me, when we were podcasting where you were like, I don't feel feelings, and that made me feel feelings. Like, <laughs> I think it was something where, like, it really opened up the idea of the plight of a transgender human in yes. modern society. Yep. And I think, you know, I completely understand it's always the LGBT communities yeah. often painted as villains in popular culture stuff, and that's the only way they come into the story. Yeah. But I think if you look at the way the show has dealt with the LGBT community prior to this... Right. I think it really shows that, like, they were trying to show that this was just a human. Yes. I don't think it was about her transitioning. She's it not was, A because she's transgender. She is transgender and, and A and going through all this. And it's just, like, a, yeah. one part of a lot of parts of her. And there was nothing about her being a boy that transitioned to a girl that motivated... Like, that, that made her the crazy. Like, right. her crazy was separate. Her crazy right. was being because locked up in a mental institution. And her family's atrocious. And her crazy family. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I definitely think that, like, it's like a nature versus nurture thing. Yep. Like, she came from crazy, yep. evil, and then she was also put in a fucking mental institution right. for years. Right. 
that's gonna make you go nuts. And she was blamed for so many things that weren't her fault that that perpetuated her to just be like, I'm just gonna go crazy and do things because everyone's gonna blame me anyway. Absolutely. I agree with everything you're saying. And then I will, I was, I was, I mean, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot all week. I know we both have. I know, you know, it's been great listening to everyone, all the other podcasts and reading all the reviews about it. And I mean, if anything, they did do their job and we're having a conversation about it, which I don't think is ever a bad thing, right? So, and I think we're going to be having a conversation about it for a long time. I'm sure we're going to talk about it next week on the podcast with the Bustle Girls. But, um, I agree with everything you said, and I will just say from then, like, you're trying to be, like, super analytical, like, third-party looking in, like, trying to really just, like, emotionlessly analyze it. I do agree that we have to infer from everything else that Marlene King has done and the show has done that it was coming from a good place, like I said, whether or not, you know, you can have your opinion on how she handled it, but I think she was trying to do something that was good. But I can see... Here's what's interesting. I didn't even realize, I don't know what this says about me, when I was reading more, you know, the very critical reviews about how they handled it, I didn't even necessarily realize that it was sort of like a trope of transgender women, that they're like deceitful or that they like try to, you know, I guess maybe withhold information about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, like the fact that they transitioned or whatever. I guess now in hindsight, it's like, okay, sure. But like in that moment, that wasn't anything. I wasn't like, yeah. oh, what a cliche, Marlene. But now having read it, I was like, oh, interesting. I mean, valid point. And, and the same, like you said, I can completely understand from like, you know, the LGBT community thinking like, cool story. Uh, just another villain that is another Ray Finkel exactly another fucking Ray Finkel um, and so from that person and this is not at all to compare the only thing I am to compare to in terms of what my quote unquote like thing that is in mm-hmm. my life I have Tourette I'm in no way comparing anything that I've dealt with in my life compared to like I know exactly what mm-hmm. trans people are going through or what you know anyone else is going through but looking th- at it that's all I have compared to right because I can yeah. never know what a transgender person is going through ever yeah. ever and I would exactly. never claim to and I would never try to be like you know what as a just a straight white female I'm <laughs> going to tell you transgender individual what you should be feeling yeah. about this never but so my lens is okay I have Tourette's syndrome whenever I see Tourette's syndrome people with Tourette's portrayed oh my god so yeah, horrible. well, it's, it's the thing. It's like it, they're always the stereotype, right? It's never just yeah. like a character that also has Tourette. It's always like they're the butt of the joke, or it's sensationalized, or it's the stereotype that like they just can't stop swearing, which is actually a very small percentage. So through that lens, if I so if you know trans if transgender people are watching this and thinking like, awesome, just another fucking stereotype. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Of course. I, I mean, yeah, what can you say? It's, it's, I feel like anything I say that's insensitive, like, that's valid. Like, I'm giving per- people permission. <laughs> I'm giving well, you per- mean, permission. You're feeling so bad. It's You're, a sensitive topic because yes. it's also something that we never really talked about as a society for yes. a really long time. I mean, and that was the, the other thing that was tough for me was everyone was like, oh, now that it's in the zeitgeist. And I was like, but no, like, this is, there was the whole, like, they were writing this There was a, a girl on Drag Race that was a transitioning during right. drag race and people were like whether or not that was legal because it was right. actually a show about men dressing up as women right not men transitioning into women right and to me like especially because i was working at logo like that was definitely a huge issue and i was like no we talked about this all the time and i right. realized wait no 
I live in New York City. I hang out predominantly with yes. the LGBT community. I'm an advocate for right. LGBT causes. So it's like, oh, that's that's just me. <laughs> like, like in Sh- Claren, Pennsylvania, shout out to my hometown, love you dearly. Yeah. Probably not the topic of conversation day to day. Well, that's it? actually very interesting because Chelsea's mom was in town and oh, we yeah. talked to her about it. And Chelsea's mom brought up the point of it was similar when she was part of the feminist movement in like the 60s and she was saying the that. Mom's a badass. Yeah. Still is. It was really interesting her perspective of just, you know. You don't realize that women were pigeonholed in a way until you see it, and then you finally have to speak up for it, and how awkward it is to speak up and find your voice in this public area when, for so long, it's been painted a certain way, which I thought was a really interesting perspective, too. Absolutely, and then people want to come at you like, oh, sorry, did we offend you? And it's like, no, I'm just trying to help even the playing field and show you how we're being either oppressed or portrayed stereotypically, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and just by virtue of me speaking up about it, I mean, that's what we have to do. And you can't then be like, you shouldn't feel this way. So, yeah. point being, similar to this. It's like, we obviously would never, who are we? I'm not gonna, like, yeah. No, I cannot It's very imagine. valid for people to feel that way. Yeah. But, and again, I feel like it's sort of a, not a cop-out. I mean, it's one of those things where, if I meant to do really well, but I, um, when I was, let's say like Sue, I was helping you move and I really mm-hmm. just, I had, my heart was in the right place when I was helping you move, but I ended up burning your apartment to the ground. <laughs> it's like, okay, does my heart be in the right place really matter? Probably not. So I guess you can apply that to this too. You know what I mean? Like, I think she had good intentions. People are going to feel yeah. the different ways about it, but I will personally interpret it and did personally interpret it as a narrative about, hey, all you idiots who are trying to oppress people who are different than you, this is what people go through when they're oppressed. Not to say it makes you A, but like this is saying, showing, it was just trying to show the pain that people go through when they are shunned for anything that's happening to them that is perceive as different. Well, I mean, I feel like anyone that could be A could also be controversial, not just because of, like, right, if it wasn't transgender, then it's, like, what would motivate somebody? Then it would have been bullying. Yes. And then everyone would have been pissed about bullying. Yes. Absolutely. And I feel like this, if you're going to make a statement, and if it was, like, bullying versus showing transgender and humanizing them. I don't feel like there was a vilification yeah, of her. That's such a good it point. It was such a humanizing, like, that's such a good very point. much so, especially when the girls who were, let's not forget, tortured, mm-hmm. kidnapped, mm-hmm. locked away for a month by this person were like, I definitely feel bad for her. I will never feel bad for Mr. D. Yeah. Like, there was definitely, like, I feel bad about Jason and I, I like, and we understand what happened now and why you would be so upset. Right. But like, we can never sympathize with Mr. D because he's a bully and he's a horrible man who didn't care about his child at all. Absolutely. So I I think that it was, I, I I mean, this discussion alone is good. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and yeah, like we said, it's, 
it's good to have the discussion. So it serves yeah. some purpose. That's the only way that you normalize anything and even the playing field in any way is just by having discussions like this. So my personal opinion is just I I was not mad at that as a storyline and I felt okay about it, but that's just me. I'm just one stupid human and yeah, and we're not saying that people who are transgender who are mad or any anybody in the community who's mad oh, gosh, or any yeah. community who's I mad, you can feel that way. See why but this is what I would probably say to them of why I felt like, because my best friend Dennis was like, oh, it's just that old trope, exactly. we're all yeah. evil. And I was like, yeah. no, but this was the story. And once I told him that, he was like, oh, actually, that's interesting. I would like to see that. Yeah, totally. So um, the other thing about a reveal was... Now there's also the, and this is really annoying to me, is that everyone is like, I knew it, I knew it, I was right. And like, yes, our, our friends who were on the podcast last week um, from Kitty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. Uh, they definitely, we were standing in the kitchen, and they were like, and it's easy, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm happy for them, and they were fine with that, but like, I'm just saying that there is so much internet bragging yeah. about people saying that they knew it was CC that I just kind of want to be like, let's be honest, guys. We all roadmap this out to be a, a thousand different people, a thousand different ways that we played it out and all the theories. We all at one point thought it was CC, uh, right? I mean, she went so natural, but it was just like, I'm just still seeing it. And I'm like, yes, we get it. You yes. were the ones that figured it out. Nobody <laughs> didn't think it was. I mean, well, the thing that's interesting, she, and especially now, and I mean, obviously through the bridge season, now we're going to be going back and watching episodes, but I was like dipping my toe in the past few days. And it's just, it's insane watching, especially the early season three. You're like, they literally, there was an episode in like season 3B, wasn't it? Or 4A, where we see her in the hoodie. Yeah. Like, listening. It's oh, like, yeah. It, she was the epitome of hiding in plain sight. But yeah. that's, like, in a way, what was, like, genius about it. Because they it, they made it so obvious. You were like, yeah. it can't be her. The clues nope. were just, and again, you know, whatever. That's another podcast. But, yeah. It's like, we all at one point. Although, and you know, it's interesting, too, how um, once... I bet I bet Marlene and the writers and producers were a little bit surprised, I'd have to imagine, at how, at least I perceived, the CC is transgender and Charles theories to be after, because I felt like, don't you feel like after they announced Charles De Laurentiis as like the name of A, mm -hmm. to me, that was a very predominant theory. Oh yeah. People went to that immediately, and I, I bet you they were a little bit surprised at how quickly people went there. Do you think? Maybe Do you think that's they, why that they. Thought, I mean, because that was a pretty productive theory, and not and again, not to say take anything away from at uh, Vernon Kell, Kelly Noonan, our best from the podcast. She done, We did a podcast like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Where she like plotted out the whole thing of how, but again, it's like I think. Yeah, I mean, I. I think that you're right. It was hiding in plain sight, and Marlene often said that she was just like. We've given you clues. Yeah. You've literally seen this person yeah. as A. Yeah. <laughs> That's where yeah. I was kind yeah. of like, oh, it has to be CC. Like, when I, like the episodes that I watched before the finale were the CC episodes, not saying that I knew it was CC, because right, by that point, I was just like... Me too. Like, uh... Um, I feel like I tapped out, like, a month ago. People yeah. People like, emails, like, like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't my even... My brain's fried. I don't even know. I don't even know. I just want it to be an entertaining episode, yeah. which it was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, that was my one other, uh, 
fan reaction that I was just like, all right, guys. We get it. But, like, people were, like, digging up tweets from, like, you know, 2014 being like, see, this is what I told you guys. I told you guys. And it was like, that's great, sweetheart. But, you know, (laughs) uh, let's have a better discussion. You're right, and we're all wrong. I just, I really think, in a way, I kind of was surprised for that reason. Because she was, like, a brick through a window, like I always say. Oh, yeah. Cece was... The brick through a window with a capital B T W. Yeah, no, it was over like, the head like yeah. C C Z. So I was like, she's clearly not. And then there she was, and God bless everyone for. But it was a good story getting there. It so was. should we go through Let's the episode? Let's get into the story. Uh, Pause for opening up our phones, yes. typing in the password. Okay. Um. Oh well, should we then mention this too? And was I think I heard it listening to Bros. Is that where you heard it yeah. about the fact that there's supposedly going to be a new opening opening sequence? sequence? What do you think? Oh, I hope it's just like the old sequence, but like remixed by like Calvin <laughs> Harris. Got a secret. It just like has a it just has a ludicrous rap rap break, which like automatically makes any song oh a million God. times better than it was. I really wish that was it. Just like just being like sweat dripping off your knees. <laughs> There's a body, please. Um, <laughs> yippee, yippee, yum, yum. Lying on my tongue, tongue. Get a, get a gun drops. Don't let me make me do the whole thing. Okay. No, um, I'm just saying ABC Family calls if you need a rap breakdown yeah. <laughs> for Pretty Little Liars. Um, I I don't know how I'm going to feel. I feel like my neighbors will be happy because they probably hear that theme oh, song like, so many times a week. There? Um, That's funny. But I, maybe they'll just reshoot it so that... Lucy Hale will do the sh- in the maybe that's why Lucy she Hale just do, complained about her. She wants her center center so many times for the show. I think there's They're like let's just reshoot it so the bitch will shut for, up. Or like filming that it looks weird if you do it dead on. I agree because we did a shush with Sutton Foster for pre younger, younger and hers is a little off center too. I agree, but and I, I wonder that. if there's something about it. Where visually it does look weird. Yeah. I don't know. We're both staring <laughs> at each other now. We're like, how do you think? How do you think? Um, but yeah, I. It's gonna be weird. I. I really hope they keep the song. I hope they keep the song and just like jazz up. Like yeah, they just like all have bangs or whatever. Or maybe like Maddie Ziegler just dances through it, interpretive dance. That would um, be pretty fun. I would. I would watch the shit out of that. Which I, P.S. We have Dance Moms on on mute in the background. Yeah, Turkey for right. Sandwich on Lunch. Turkey for Sandwich on Lunch Day. Also, um, P.S. Shout out to like those of you who have been um, enjoying our merch. Have we gotten purchases besides us? We've had some purchases. Hey, thanks, guys. We're glad that you did that. I brought my turkey for sandwich on lunch day, uh, like, tumbler with a straw to work. That's my at-work drinking situation. Mine's still in my at-home. I haven't... I swap them out. I do, like, a thing. I'll bring it in with coffee at one day, and then I'll take the other one home. That makes sense. I'm very excited about it. and And I've already gotten... When people come over, they're like... See that you got some uh, self propaganda <laughs> over here. <laughs> You're just advertising yourself all the time. Pretty much. Ooh. All right. So what do you got first, Sue? Um, this isn't even an order, but uh, hey, <laughs> why start I, now? I like. Uh, so eight is layer. Uh, the the. The command center that they go into. Oh, yes. A's brain. I wrote, it feels very Flight of the Navigator. 
<laughs> which is oh a great God. movie with Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, super 80s, little alien guy, kid finds a spaceship and drives around uh, and ends up in the future and then comes back. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, like, man, it was on my queue tonight, too. <laughs> but, like, the room, like, I was just, like, thinking about it for, like, the past week when I've been rewatching it. I'm just like, what does this remind me of? And I was like, oh, super Flight of the Navigator. And um, it definitely um, felt very 80s. It felt embarrassingly uh, technologically, I don't even know what word I'm looking for. It was just, just I feel like we talked about this bad. last week too, but it just felt so out of place and weird and unnecessary. Also, where, so they were in rad, so the whole time Charlotte had just been building this like weird layer in a random room at Radley that just was no, supposedly no, no. like unattended. They were in that Radley. That layer wasn't in Radley. That was at the school dance. <laughs> that, they were like in the enchanted forest and then a door opens. So, so like, she probably built time. that when she was at the winter formal. <laughs> um, so that, but she brought what? the perfume from France but, and then uh, built and a, like the lair. Just real quick. Shot their lair. But hold on. But see, this, this is, I've been meaning to like ask somebody about this all week. Like, with it. what, so, no, but so they ran, so they ran out of the dance and then, but you're saying that the lair was still in the high school, but then, but then what, but then they ran across town to Radley for her to get on the roof, for them to get blown yeah, up? Yeah, because remember when they finally get out of the room, they go to Radley. Wasn't that it? I mean, you guess is as good as mine. I've watched it about 85 times, and I could still never quite figure out the geographical so I thought, logistics. And I could be wrong, guys. Someone please. But I think that this is what happened. Tweet us about this. So they're like, we need to go find her. And they're like, no, we have to wait for Toby and the guys. And then Shower's like, no, you guys can totally like leave because Toby is doing this thing. Right. Talking to Taylor. It's her Michael Jackson voice. Yeah. Like, it is guys, very you're all ignorant. Um, I was going to go more so, like uh, Tito, but no. <laughs> so um, I think they go back into the dance. To look around to see if they find clues. Okay. And then, because they're still in, like, the Enchanted Forest thing. Right. And then that's when, like, the door opens. Oh, my God. And the door opens, and they're like, this is just a boring, stupid room. And then they're like, no, it's you not a stupid room. You are so right. And that makes it even, I don't, can't decide. Well, that makes and it it's more just, or less confusing. I forgot who brought it up. <laughs> I think it was Pretty Little Podcasters. They were like, we're all alone here. And it was like, no, you're still at the fucking prom. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt other people because you're <laughs> at a prom. <laughs> Right, yeah. They okay, were, oh, and they Pretty Little Podcasters also brought up that the machine looked like Hal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so like, good. that was perfect, because it was. It was a glowing red dot, and we're I was just Podcast like, high-fiving you right now. Yay! We, we, we high-fived podcast space. Um, um, hilarious. Okay, great. Um, I wondered, well, I guess my notes actually are kind of in order this time, which is a first. Braggy McBraggerson. Is, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um... They kept, like, making, like, insinuating, like, oh, Tanner must be working for Sarah. Remember they insinuated that a couple yeah. times? Where do we stand on that? that so first really... they're, like, Tanner's working with Cece. And then it oh, was, right, like, right. That's what I meant. Shower never even called Tanner because Shower's bad. Right. And I think 
So then they got they got over the idea that Tanner's working for Cece once they realized that Shower was bad. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, that makes sense because I was like, I, I don't. I just don't do we, see Shower uh, Tanner being bad. Right? Why would she be working? It just seems so far fetched that she would have been working with Cece that whole time. It kind of doesn't make a lot of sense unless she has this mysterious backstory, which I guess she could. Yeah. But you think also Cece would have been like, by the way. Yeah, oh, I feel like Cece was kind of calling people out, yeah. and I feel like she would have probably called she would have been like, "Hey, Tanner, um, I'm in on it." I like that Mona was like, "I have to stay in here with the rest of this. You guys go and save them." And then she like takes off her cloak and makes herself comfy. <laughs> like she's just like, I was like, is she gonna start touching herself? <laughs> like every time. Every time I watch that, that's what I think to myself. I'm like, she's going to light a fucking candle and get, like, a rabbit out? Like, this is... It's like, it feels very intimate. Like, she's like, I've got to see how this plays out. Your interpretation is better than mine. I just always thought it was going to turn into, like... She's red coat, or she takes off her mat. Like I felt like she was getting ready to be a part of it somehow. Mm-hmm. Was my initial response, but yours is way better. I mean, Mona's definitely a part of it, but I feel like at this point, Mona's more of a an unknowing third party, sure, who got lured into this game. Also, that part of me when they were like, "The game's like a drug," and this is like I was in the game. I'm like, part of me is like, I kind of want to play the game. <laughs> And it made me think of the movie, The Game. I was just going to say, do you want to play the A game or the Michael Douglas game? Because that is the game I want to play. I only watched that that movie because I was part of a bachelor party. And they kept, in the bachelor party email, we left off the groom. And they were like, we're totally going to do something like The Game to him. And they all kept referencing The Game. And I was like, what the fuck is The Game? And so I didn't want to pay for it. So I watched, like, movie clips online <laughs> to get what happened. That's hilarious. I feel like you've actually, that sounds familiar. I feel like you told me that before. And, uh, it's a pretty I, interesting movie. I, I would like, like to watch movie. all of it. Maybe oh we should God, watch we it should... and discuss it. <gasps> Soon. Uh, do you want to do that? Yeah. I would love to. I actually love that movie. Or I think I do. I probably haven't seen it in five years at this point, but I feel like I've seen it many times. But it's, it's an like interesting correlation TV. because they refer to it as the game, and I just thought that was... Uh, I like that, and we should definitely put that on our list. I loved, I feel like when Cece turns around, and she's like, don't be so dramatic, Allie. That, to me, was like, I mean, there's so many great lines in this, which I feel like we also kind of talked about last week, but re-watching it, I was like, that is just so, encapsulates, like, everything happening. Like, just stop being well, so dramatic, Allie. And it's 360, because she said that to her before. Right. So I thought that was really nice, and I love it. I just love when she said, "I've had Lord help the mister that comes between me and my sister," like stuck in my head all week. Did I tell the story about that last week? Probably not. I think so. What? My mom has always like loved that song and like the movie. It's from White Christmas, and Mm -hmm. she always, as long as like I can remember, would like. Kind of jokingly, but definitely serious, say to me and my little sister, you guys should learn that and, like, perform it sometime. And we're like, gosh, Mom. Okay. And so then a few years ago for her birthday, I guess I won't call her out and say which one, but for a very important birthday, (laughs) we threw a surprise party for her. 
And then another part of the surprise at the surprise party was my sister and I learned that like song and dance and did it for her. Oh my god, that's so So funny. every time like I said when I heard that I was like, oh boy. I'm surprised actually my mom didn't say anything about it because she watched that episode and that's because she like I mean she's watched a few episodes yeah. with me here and there but when she found out that it was going to be the A review lesson she's like maybe I'll watch and so then yeah. like afterwards she was texting me she's like what did you? we were actually texting about something like kind of like important and serious and yeah. then she's like but anyways what did you think about Cece as A and I'm like mom focus <laughs> we're talking about something else um did Caitlin think of that she oh my god I don't even know if I've talked to her about it Caitlin I'm talking to you only through podcasts. <laughs> this is all the way we communicate. Did we talk about that? I don't think we did. What was Caitlin's reaction? She just was very concerned. I think shared all of our concerns. She just, again, like, I mean, I love my sister. I'm fairly certain she does not hate me. But, like, we just don't, we're not the type of sisters that are in constant communication. Yeah. But as since Tuesday, like every single day, like she'll just be like, I'll get like I'll open my phone, just like ten texts from like, but what about this? But wait, what about? I but feel like, what like that's what a lot of people are saying. <laughs> the butts and the what? Like, Kayla, the, that work. This doesn't fit. But um, we're gonna get. If into we can that. get a eye wing in that all day. Um, <laughs> what do you think September seventh is? Is it like Charlotte's? Isn't it Labor Day? Labor but, Day. That's when she went missing, wasn't it? No, because she went missing at the, on the 1st. Because that's like, I remember they were so suspicious of Toby oh. having 901 free last. So that's like a few days after that day. So I was wondering if that was just like, maybe it's a coincidence it's the same month. But maybe that was the day because they said like she would always give a red, white, and blue cupcake. So maybe it was like the day that um, Charles became Charlotte. Like, maybe it was the day that they oh. buried Charles, like, Independence Day? Maybe. 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 Or is it, like, her birthday? I don't know. Or is it just, like, but what's, a yeah, day that she There's the she red, white, and blue, though. So, yeah. Yeah, is it, like, there's her some sort of Independence, Independence Day? Thing. Yeah. And I was also just, like, maybe it's, like, some French holiday. Could be. But... I still don't know what all that French stuff is about. It seemed to be so many, like, French, uh... I think it was just stuff. that Cece went to France. Yeah. And they all liked France. God damn it. I feel like it's a very feminine thing to like France. It's just true. There's like something that's like that's programmed true. into women. And I mean, I'm not saying it in a derogatory sense because I also right. love France. I'm you going love to the France. France. I'm going to France in a couple of weeks. Oh my God, I can't believe you're going in a couple of weeks. So I know. What am I going to do? Can I? We're going to find a way to talk. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but. <sighs> podcast from France. Seriously. Uh, just flying for a night. Oh um, God, I love it. But, so what's your next Well, note? my next note is just, I mean, we kind of already touched on it, but just, and I talked about it last week, but the flashbacks were heartbreaking. Yeah. It genuinely made yeah. me emotional to see when, when Charles is like, I will help you, baby. I'm just like, so and sad. it feels so real. I don't know if you've ever babysat, like, or, like, when you're around little kids, like, that's kid logic. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I don't think that there was anything in malice there. Yeah. Other than Kenny D. And then, And Jessica like, leaving their child alone to care for an Well, and he also, Charles gives Kenny D a fucked up look when he was just like, you're evil. But I think yeah. that's one of those things where it's like a kid has realized that there's no good that they yes. can do in their parents' eyes. So it's win. like, I'm just going to stare you down because I'm never going to win. Yeah. 
Um, also, I feel like there would have been more coughing happening on Baby Allie's part. Like, bitch was underwater. And yeah. then she's just like, meh, meh. Like, wouldn't there have been a little bit of, like, a Heimlich involved? I don't know. Well, I've never drowned a baby with, like, before, so I don't know. <laughs> there's the whole thing about dry drowning and drowning. Like, oh. I was just shocked that that kid had lung capacity. I know. That's where it all began. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the... Foreshadowing. Break in her arm or something. I don't know. Should we... Could be. Um, oh yeah, we never find out with the break in her arm. I guess it wasn't important after all. As were a lot of things. We'll talk about it later. Well, the next. Okay, the next note I have are about like being on the roof. But do we want to talk about being on the roof without? I feel like we should save major like timeline gripes for like sort of oh, at yeah. the end. Okay, but so we'll leave that to the side for now. But why do you think Bethany was calling Mrs. Kavanaugh goody two-shoes Kavanaugh? Is there something more to There's that? something there because we were watching it today and it was just like, it seems like such an innocuous conversation yeah. that Marion Kavanaugh's having. Like, she might as well be like, I like green. What's your favorite color? <laughs> she was like, and then she's just like, push! <laughs> like, uh, I just always imagine that they're just like trying to catch up on like, so, uh, did you see, uh, I don't know, a Full House rerun tonight? <laughs> I love one, Michelle. <laughs> and she's just like flying. It was like the most, yeah, innocuous conversation you could possibly be having. Uh, speaking of Full House, I cannot wait for that oh my God. movie this weekend. Oh my God. It's going to be great. I can't August wait. August 22nd. It's on my people. calendar. It's going to be Because you best. texted me about it. I literally texted her. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing on August 22nd? She was like, why? And I was like, it's the Full House unauthorized biography. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have like sent it so urgently. I was like, I already put it on my calendar as we're talking. <laughs> um... But yeah, so the other point that I thought was really interesting was while I was sick, I was watching a lot of Law and Order SVU, as you do. And um, BD Wong brought up a very important. Love BD. BD Wong, uh, I forget what his name is on the show, but he's the FBI therapist. Oh my god, what is his name? um, This is so strange. This is like when you forget the name of, like, I don't even know, your your, (laughs) own middle name or something. Um, But. There was an episode where he was talking and he said siblings and immediate family who are separated at like young ages. Like so if it's like a father who never met his daughter or a brother who never met their sister, if they meet as adults, they're often sexually attracted to each other. Uh, but that really makes total sense. And I'm like, there have been so many times in pop culture that like that kind of thing has happened. Like people were talking about how passions had a similar storyline. Right. That, that the brother and the sister dated, too. And so I was just like, oh, uh, thank you, B.D. Wong. That's interesting. That explains that plot to me. That That is something that is like... It makes logical sense. But it does, because I think that it's something where you would have an attraction and you wouldn't realize that it was because it's a familial attraction. Yeah. So you would think it was sexual. Absolutely. But it's, like, because it's also that thing where... Oh, we just connect. We just click. And then if you don't realize it's a family member, of course you're going to interpret it. Well, and you also often fall for people who look like you. Yes. In a certain way. I mean... Yep. We've got a friend who married somebody who looked... Like, I was with her, and somebody was like, is that your brother? It's so nice to meet you. And she's like, that's my husband. Hilarious. So, I feel like that's a common thing, though. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I was always also thinking... This last time we watched it, are we to believe that Mrs. De Laurentiis actually, like, died believing 
that Charlotte pushed Mrs. Kavanaugh off the roof. Did she really believe that her daughter did it? Or did she maybe wind up realizing that Bethany did it? Or maybe all along she knew that Bethany did it, but was just like, I got to cover it up because Bethany's going to, no one else is going to believe us. Right? Yeah. What are we to believe, I wonder? Here's I don't know how I think it went down. Okay. I think Bethany says it's Charles. Mrs. D's called to Radley. Mrs. D's like, hey, why don't I become a board member? And this goes away. Yeah. And they're like, all right, Marianne was cuckoo bananas and threw herself off the roof. Right. And then Toby, years later, comes over and he's like, my mom totes didn't, like, take a swan dive on purpose. I think that she was pushed. Uh, or, like, I think that we should look into it. And when it was reopened, that's when she paid Wilden to make it go away. So she paid Will. Oh, Okay. Okay, I wasn't even talking then about timeline in that way, but that actually—that's how point. I see it going. Because the way I went back and watched some of those episodes and the way that it went, and I feel like so she didn't pay off a eleven-year-old Wilden. No, in that moment she paid off all day. Okay, but here's what I'm one. This is what I was asking though. Do does Mrs. D actually think? Oh shit, my child. Pushed Marin off the I roof. She's not or sure. I she's not in her, her sure. heart. She doesn't want her son to have done it, but or she's not her daughter to have done it. But I think that she's um, not entirely sure. It also figures, okay, it's a, it's basically another girl's word against my daughter's word. Yeah, and you know, I feel like Mrs. D's struggle with Charles, Charlotte, Cece has always been, you know, like I want to believe there's good yes. in you. I love you, but. So many outside forces are telling yes. you that you're bad. Yes. Good point. Good point. So good point. I think that's a lot of it, is that's that good point. she's just constantly like, I want to believe you, but I don't know. I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that she okay. ever knew. I think in her heart she wanted her to be innocent. Though. And she more so just was like, regardless of what happened, yeah. another girl's well, accusing, I think, so I need to cover it up no matter Exactly. Okay. And that's the De Laurentiis way. Yeah. Just you know, we're just up. always going to cover yeah. our ass. And, you know, she was so manipulative anyway that I feel like if anything, like, you know, she was willing to bury one daughter to protect the other daughter without asking questions. Right. So I think that's her way of just being like, here's a problem. My solution is not to figure out what really happened, but right. just to make it that it didn't. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And also, I guess, should we just post, since we dipped in a timeline already, already a little bit. Are we going into Should we just do it? Okay. My big, and I'm, again, I feel like this is obviously, like, the second biggest topic of this episode, or, like, the plot holes slash timeline. I see them as two completely separate things. Plot holes are over here on one basket, and, like, fine. Like, yeah, you want to fill as many as possible, and, of course, the more they fill, the more satisfied we're going to be, but, like... We get it. Like, we knew we weren't... Okay. Sorry, I'm and like then... a 13-year-old boy. You're like, filling the holes to satisfaction. <laughs> I'm just like... I'm sitting here being like, be an adult. Be an adult. But like, I'm just like, you said holes filled to satisfaction. All right, that's anyway. Amazing. 33 years old. Uh, that's still, how, like, still that, being that's how I just wrapped up in my own, like, passion about plot holes that I was, that I didn't even, like, get the, uh... <laughs> but one of us caught it. Yeah, so th- God bless you. And then over here in this other hole that needs to be filled, just kidding, over here in this <laughs> other basket is, like, the timeline, which yeah. I think plot holes are 99% forgivable, but 
timeline, I just think I get like tweaking a little bit here and there, but if now that you kind of put it in a different light, which I guess I forgot we had a little bit talked about, but like if the Marion being pushed off the roof happened when Charles and Bethany were 12, then Wilden would have been like a 14-year-old detective. Or like when we look at Marion being alive in the Toby Allison flashback, were we to believe they're like seven? And yeah, I know Marlene made comments about like, it was interpretive. Like we use the actors, even though they're supposed to be younger. And I, but then if that was true, why wasn't a 20 something year old boy playing five year old Charles? Or you know what I mean? It's like they obviously got actors to play them that young. So I just don't think, I still think that was like a little bit covering their tracks because I get if like, oh, the actors are like in their late teens, early twenties, we want you to believe that they're like, in their early teens, but timeline wise, they really should have been like in first grade, you know? So like, I still think they're trying to cover the tracks. They're like, just don't worry about that. And those things do bother me just because I think like that's easy to plot out and that's easy to stick to. And I don't think it's, and I know even like a friend of the podcast, Norman Buckley was tweeting like, I kind of like forget about the timeline, which Yes, on one hand, I, I get Dream World, and I accept that. I think yeah. I've come to accept it more as time goes on. But I don't think timeline should be included in Dream World. Like Dream World is like when Mona can be A, and she's super smart, and she's everywhere at once, and like the subway isn't the right subway. Yeah, <laughs> like that's Dream World, where you're just like, oh my god, that's so much of a coincidence, or oh my god, that person suddenly had superhuman strength. Great, all day, but like. You can map out a freaking 20-year time span and just, like, make things be plausible. Um, I don't think that's asking for too much. What's your take on it, Sue? I understand why people are upset about that, and there's, like, a couple of other little, like, timeline things that people are bent out of shape on. I don't know why. It just doesn't bother me. Like, I just feel like that was part of the story, and maybe they didn't think about the ages. Like... I think there was a little bit of backtracking, yeah. but I don't think that it was egregious in my part. Right. Okay. Like, I feel That's like fine. it would have been worse if they were like, you know, the stuff that bothers me is the that night stuff, like the night that Allie went missing. Like, how does Garrett fit in still bothers me. Oh, gosh. What are the you know medical records about that. and stuff? Like, I just feel like that, to me, I'm more like, I want to know more about that. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, Toby and Allie and that story, like, I don't even know who to believe in that story either. Well, that's a good point, too. I mean, a weird memory of his where he was just like, oh, Allie, you know, tried to kiss me, but then she made fun of my mom, and now I hate her. Right. And it was also just, like, weird that, like, to- like Spencer was just like... She thought he thought his mom really wanted to leave him, and that messed him up. I was just like, well, at this age, he should have realized that it was people who commit suicide aren't doing it to hurt other right. people. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's not. That's not what it's about. It's about it's a mental illness of somebody can't fight against themselves. Yes. So like that yes. that annoyed me a little bit where I was Absolutely. just like that he's just a weird kid. You sad that his mom died. And, and I think that's sad. But I mean and it's just like yeah, Bethany's awful cuz she killed this woman. But there's part of me that's like am I really to believe 
Cece's story about the roof. Okay, well, and with that being said, yes, it's interesting because all these, I would say, I think all, unless there's something I'm not thinking of, of the timeline inconsistencies really mostly do have to do with people's flashbacks. Yes. I mean, like, there is some of that, like, oh, well, if Wilden really covered it up when they were this age, and was he this age, and he was 14, it's like, oh, okay. But, yeah, a lot of the flashback, it's, a lot of the inconsistencies in timeline, we are basing on flashbacks, so 100%, people could be lying, who knows. Um, but also, do we, it was interesting, Lucy Hale tweeted, do we really think that's, how Marion died, or, or do we really think that she tweeted something in the fact of like, do we really think that's like what happened to Marion, or do we believe Cece, or did Bethany really push? I have to look it up, Google it. But like, she, right? So I thought that that was very interesting. That that immediately, I mean, why else would she tweet that if it wasn't if we weren't supposed to be suspicious of Cece's retelling? Which then just turns everything on its head. It's like, who knows? Everything that's up is down. Like, maybe Cece really did push Marion and is blaming Bethany. And maybe she's like, you know, whole, the whole thing's a lie. She's double-crossing her. Maybe they did it together. But see, it's, I mean, it's strange because it does seem like Cece's really trying to come clean. Mm-hmm. Almost in a braggy way. Almost like, you yeah. see what I'm capable of? So you'd think if that were the case, she would have been like, yeah, I pushed the bitch, but like, well, because so it's hard to understand what her motivation would be if she was lying about that. What Cece's saying this whole time, the, the, this last episode is Cece's final goodbye. Yeah. Like, this is her being like, and, and Spencer even says that. She's just like, she's telling us all this because she's about to kill everybody. I'm going to tell you everything and then I'm gone. Yeah. Garrett on the Halloween trip. It's very similar. Yeah. I think that she was trying to, you know, be like, and I don't think that she thought that she was ever getting out alive. I don't think, yeah, I agree. I think that's why Cece was like, damn it, I can't blow this the place up, then I'm going to throw myself off the right, roof. Because, because it's too late, I spilled everything. Yeah, I've, I've told you everything, and I wanted to come, I think she definitely wanted to come clean before she died. Yeah. So that they didn't go crazy wondering. Yeah. I think she's also proud of her that's, work. Exactly, it was combination, like, I'll let them know, and then, yeah, and also that she was proud. She was really good at the game. Yeah. I think that that was her final hurrah of the game, and I feel like she was also about to kill herself because she thought she couldn't stop herself Yeah, from, you know, doing it still. Right. I could go farther down that rabbit hole, but maybe let's wait till the end. My next question is, what the fuck happened in Cape May? <laughs> Will we ever know what happened in Cape May? That I find interesting, because I'm like, so, did Wilden fuck Allie? Is that why he didn't want her back? To well, tell her story? Well, listen, something that just occurred to me for the first time in this last 11-3 watching... <laughs> Wilden knew that Cece was Mrs. D's daughter. Okay, so based on, and I guess it's according to Cece, so it could be a lie. What do we even know anymore? It's Pretty Little Liars, even a show. Is it a John Samos dream? We may never know. But according <laughs> to according to Cece's recollection, Mrs. D paid Wilden to say that he picked her up on the side of the road by Radley that night after they buried Allison. That means that Wilden, since that night, knew Cece is Mrs. D's daughter, 
And then, I mean, probably could have figured out, especially, like, it seemed like he had access to Radley stuff, like, probably could have figured out maybe, like, I guess it doesn't even matter if he realized that that she she was was Charles, Charles. but he knew, it's just, like, it's just so strange. It's, like, here they are, like, a week ago, partying in Cape May. He was, like, partying on a boat with Cece and Allie, and then a few days later... And Melissa Hastings. And Melissa Hastings, never forget... And then what? And then a few days later, Mrs. G's calling him in the middle of the night, like, listen, by the way, Cece is my daughter. Pretend you picked her up outside of Radley. Wilder would have been like, word? Like, if you were Wilder, would have been like, oh, shit, for real? Like, that yes. is an insane revelation. Instead, Wilden's just sort of, like, leaning cowboy style against the car, like, no problem, ma'am. Like, chipping his hat, like, I got it. What? Why didn't he have a big reaction? It makes no sense. And then from then on, because I was also re I mean, rewatching some episodes and like, why did Wilden have it out for the uh, the girls then so hard? The whole thing, I mean, sure, if it's just a plot thing and we don't need to look into it and he was just sort of like an another well, character. He didn't anyway, want but them like, sniffing around the case because then they would find out that he covered it up. But did he actually suspect that Cece did it? I mean, like the whole time he's so bent on doing, like, away with the liars and pinning it on the liars, the whole time he knew, oh, but also, Cece was there that night and Mrs. D paid me. Hmm. Oh, no, he had to have known that Cece killed her. Right? So then, or, quote, right, quote-unquote killed her. But So was he really just after the liars just so that no one would be on to Cece? So that, but what did he think would because happen? Because then like, he so would have to give back the money? Oh, like, he'd have to... He would get fired for taking a breath. That's true. They'd be able to trace it back to him? And I think... I guess. And I think that's why, now I'm thinking about it, um, I think that's why she had to kill Wilden, because when Wilden realized Allie was alive, that she could come back, and her story was that she was buried alive by her mom after Cece tried to kill her, and... Wilden covered it all up so it would trace back That's to him. Fine. I mean, so, like, that makes Wilden's sense. whole thing is covering your ass. But I just wonder, like, was he a Terminator? Like, what? Like, right? how is he all ages at all times? And I know, like, whatever, we're not supposed to think about it that hard, but it but is just an odd Because also, thing. Sue, I was really into your thing a few minutes ago about that they didn't pay Wilden off to cover up Marion's death on the like, at the time of Marion's death, what they did later on, but that's not true, because, I mean, maybe in an intermediate time, but by the time Toby was sniffing around, they, Spencer was able to find records from years ago that Wilden was taking notes about what happened to Marion, where they found those papers, and then that's how, like, because then it was like, why do you think he became a detective so quickly? It was, like, part of an inner office cover-up or whatever. Or, I mean, so, like, yeah. so that's evidence that it happened back then when he, so he was a 14-year-old detective, but we all just have to accept that. PLL fandom, can we just all accept the fact that he was a 14-year-old detective? What if his detective? dad was also a detective and it was the other detective? Well, I think, didn't, okay, either you said that another time or someone said it, or I feel like someone said that before. Maybe it was Kelly, I don't remember. It could have been... The Virgin Mary. At this point, I have no idea, no recollection <laughs> of who I spoke to. Did someone speak to me in a dream? I don't know. But I feel like someone else said that, and I would have been on board with that. The idea that, like, you know, it was 
his father, and then he kind of, like, passed along the scandal, like, son, you must, you know, keep up my scandal. I don't know. We're both looking at Tanuki because he's, like, he looks seems like, so sad in his little cone. But he looks also like he's staring contently at, like, intently at something on the ground. I'm like, you know what, Sue? I'll tell you something. He scares the shit out of me on a daily basis. Because I will just be sitting here. It'll just be me and him. There's, like, no noises in the hallway. There's, like, not a not a gust of wind in sight. And all of a sudden, he will just, like, jerk his head. He'll, like, stand up suddenly from, like, sleeping and, like, jerk his head around and, like, stare at something right behind me. And I'm just like, stop doing that, Tanuki! Stop <laughs> Tanuki's it! It's a cat not media. funny! I always joke, and now I'm, like, not going to be able to sleep tonight, but, you know, in the Paranormal Activity movies, uh, the ghost it. is the ghost's name. I always used to watch it with Shout Out to Ala Patel, my comedy platonic life partner. Uh, when we were roommates, that was our thing. Like, we would always watch the Paranormal Activity movies together. And the ghost, the, like, paranormal... Thing is named Toby ah. because like the the kids in the movie all, like it always starts out as sort of like um, like an imaginary friend and they're like oh it's Toby so I think it had just so happened that either like we had watched one or one and I don't know what happened but like Tanuki was starting to like act all crazy and I was like stop talking to Toby Tanuki Toby's not welcome here well I guess you're proving it's true that uh PLL fans love paranormal activities. PLL fans love, listen, ABC Family knows what we like and they're going to tell us. Stop telling me what I like. But PLL fans love Scorch and they love uh, Insidious, too. And Ouija. Seven. And Ouija, too. <laughs> so don't tell us don't we you, don't, don't like it. Do you think that uh, Bethany was really going to hurt Mrs. D? Or do you think this is all some sort of... I still feel like there could be something where... Cece and Bethany were in on it together, or maybe they were both going to, like, do you think maybe, like, one of them double-crossed the other one? I don't know. I just feel like, especially since they're going to have to at least explain a little more how Bethany relates to this story. I'd imagine. I guess nothing's well, for certain. I feel like Bethany's, Bethany makes sense because she was coming to hurt Mrs. D., because Mrs. D was banging her dad. Right. But do you think there was something more to it, especially with, like, her putting on Allison's clothes? Like, do you think there was... I'm sorry, Cece's clothes, so that she ended up looking like Allison? Because she had on the Allison bracelet. She yeah. wasn't just wearing the clothes. So, like, that was an extra step. And then someone still covered up the dental records and wanted it to seem like it was Allison's body. There's just obviously another layer of happenings here. So, like, I don't know, somewhere I have, like, all these notes when it was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning last night. I couldn't sleep, and I'm, like, <laughs> watching PLL. But, like... I don't know. I just imagine, like, what if there's another layer to Bethany and Cece's relationship to where she made it sound like she's this crazy bitch, but maybe she wasn't a crazy bitch until, maybe she, maybe Bethany wasn't a crazy bitch to Cece until everything happened that night, because maybe that's why Lucy Hale tweeted, like, is that really what happened to Marion? Because maybe they were more in on it than Cece wanted us to believe, even though, like we said, it's weird that she wouldn't confess everything. Who knows? But, like, maybe that night they were both up to no good, and then maybe Bethany, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, like, into this idea of, like, that one of them maybe double-crossed each other. Or, like, maybe they were both going to get up to something that night, and right before everything went down, Allie decided, I'm going to kill Bethany instead, when really Bethany thought they were working together. 
Listen, that's as far as I got I with mean, it. <laughs> I see where you're going. I can kind of go around that block with you. But I just, and maybe I'll eat my words, but I do think that Never. Bethany was really angry at Mrs. D for trying to be this surrogate mother to her. And, you know, there were those letters in the attic that Allie was luring Bethany to the house. But didn't we find out that those were planted along with, like, Allie's passport and stuff? I just remember, and I'm only going off our BFF always, Pillow Sherlock. I remember she was posting some things because I was just revisiting them about how we found out that all the stuff that they found in that chest, including the letters and the passport, were forged to make Allie seem guilty. Oh, maybe. But I have to, like, fact check that. I forget, like, where and why. I feel like Audrey said that, too, from, like, first get-go. I feel like Audrey was just like, no, those are fake. Right. Friend of the podcast, Audie and Marcy. Oh, friend of the podcast. Um, What else? Um, my other note that I put was a lot of people were saying that Cece, when she was in this episode, all of a sudden took on masculine mannerisms. Oh, really? And so I went back and watched looking for that from her other performances. And I think that's just how Vanessa Reyes talks. Like, she's got a lower voice, like very, um, Countess Luann, if you will. Oh, good reference. Um... I mean, I kind of, I can have a deeper voice at times, too. Uh, When I'm sick, I sound like Kathleen Turner. Um, But, and, like, the way she holds herself, she's always had a very much of a swagger. Yeah. So I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I, what else did I think? I'm so interested in this time jump. I'm, like. I'm so excited for the time jump. And I'm also interested to go back all the way through, like, last episode of season two and watch to this episode. I'm so excited. And just also wonder how the fuck do these randos fit in? Is this just soap opera storytelling and that I need to accept it? Yeah. Or is there a motivation behind people like Talia and... You know, fucking fake Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Like, it was just really odd that season five felt so much like filler. And I would also be interested, like, if I could ask Marlene King one question, I think it would ask about the pacing <coughs> of the seasons. Yes. Because this last episode, and I think this is the overwhelming feeling, of even if you liked it or if you didn't, it was just so rushed. Definitely. There was so much there. It was, um, it was very much telling storytelling than showing yep. storytelling. Yes. Oh my god, so much so. And there were moments where it was kind of like, where the liars were telling each other what was going on, where I was just like, ah, this is when you have a stupid audience. Like, it was just like, people, we realize that's what it is. Show, don't tell, which is what Carol Sherlock is supposed to. I know, it was aggravating, and the only thing I would say to that is, it, it does sound, and I do believe Marlene, when she says, I sensed a real sort of like, 
restlessness amongst the fandom, and so instead of carrying it out through even season seven, it seemed presumably, like, at least, at the very least, it sounds like they were going to take it the whole way to reveal this A reveal at the next year, at the end of season six, if not even sometime in season seven. So in thinking that, I, I mean, I it's one thing, like, I don't believe they would have ever, like, reshot an episode because of a leak, but I can see them being like, oh, shit, we have this arced out over 20 episodes. How do we pare it down to 10? Okay. B- before we've started shooting. But, like, we had this mapped out to be a season-long arc. Suddenly, the network's pushing us to do a half of a season, you know. I can see that being a thing. And then- I can definitely see where you're coming from, but it's just odd that I just feel like there was a lot of things in season six that just didn't feel necessary now that we know the reveal. Oh, that's a good point. No, I don't know. They were just led in a lot of different ways that I'd you were kind of like... I mean, because the idea would have been that, like, you spread this arc over, like, 5B and 6A, right? I mean, yeah. like, that would have been the ideal. And then you get and rid I of the like bullshit. They- because season this, 5A wasn't my favorite, but there's at least, like, that was, like, Allie's back in the 100th episode and, like... I could still get yeah. on board with what was happening. I think it was 5B that most everyone, I think, agrees is a little bit just like, And why? I think that's why she had to speed up the timeline, because right. I feel like that was when you had, you know, if I'm going to have to s- spread this out after two seasons, I can't, I'm never going to be able to keep everybody, because I think that that was the idea, was to bring in other people and bring in other... Because I don't think that there was... I'm not saying it's pointless. I understand that there's something, but it feels pointless because you're you're building this overarching mystery. Yeah. And then you're throwing in these characters. I do like the idea, though, that it paints more of a backstory for the girls and motivation of the girls and who they are. Of course. Like, I do think that it's interesting that, like, if you look at 5B and Spencer's story, it shows that she's very promiscuous. Sure. And she is less, while she's very thought out and methodical in some ways, in a lot of ways, she's very compulsive. Absolutely. So I like that. There were, of course there was some, and I mean, I feel like it's still, you had this really big um, plot point of Mona being presumably dead, right? And then like 5B was sort of... I guess to some extent, like, paying that off or, like, exploring that. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, I don't know. And maybe maybe that's what, in hindsight, made it feel a little bit more blah was when Mona turned out to not be dead. Mm-hmm. You almost felt like, oh, cool, like, 12 episodes of, like, exploring a red herring. Yeah. You know, instead of more just, like, a couple. Maybe that, in hindsight, made it a little more frustrating. I don't know. I just think that... I agree with you that some of these new friends, which we don't necessarily enjoy, probably at at their initiation served a greater purpose that wasn't able to be um, brought to fruition. Exactly. Because of time constraints. What else do you have? Do you have anything else? Well, I mean, like, I could talk forever. Basically, that's all I had about... How long have we talked? We talked about an hour and 13 minutes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's basically all I had for this episode, but uh, I could talk forever about Allie and Bethany and all those sorts of theories, which we'll talk about over the, the, like, 300 years we have between now and January. 
So upset about it. What should we talk about with the Bustle Girls next week? Should we watch an episode and then talk? Because I feel like we can't do a whole other episode of just overarching. No, we'll do something fun. Maybe we'll see if they... Should we see if they want to watch an episode? Like, the last finale of season two or something? That's something. And, like, talk about it with them? Hey, guys, tweet at us. Yeah, what should we talk about? What should we talk about? What do you guys want us to talk about? With the Bustle Girls next week. And then also... Um, we are still up in the air, have the exciting fun, we have a few limited edition Cabernet wine glasses. Oh, did those come through? They're being, this is I mean, breaking they're, news they're, This is breaking news, I'm sorry, I haven't been updating you, but, um, we are going to, uh, yeah, those are in production. That's exciting. Well, we'll be, keep in touch about that, because, uh, we're gonna do something fun. For that, for sure. We are going to do something fun. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else we need to mention? Um, Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Our our Twitter account's doing really well, and so is our Facebook. And, I mean, our Facebook engagement was really crazy last week. We've reached over 2,000 people. Oh, really? Which I was like, that's amazing seeing as we only have 45 fans. So, um I mean, that's also Facebook logic, and I won't bore you guys with that, but if you ever wanted to talk about Facebook with somebody ad nauseum, I'm your gal. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the social media presence. I love that people are still emailing us at Cabernet and A. Um, definitely, please keep chatting with us about it, because there's, there's more. I feel like part of me is like, why am I not more upset? About what happened? Yeah, I feel like everyone's so upset about timelines and stuff, and I'm like, is am I just that mellow? Did I eat too many Spencer gummy bears? <laughs> what what happened to me? I don't. I'm also. I'm glad that you're mellow about it. One thing that I will say, I, I was annoyed that none of the fellas were in the finale because they've been such an integral part of sleuthing and whatnot. Like I'd love to hear see Ezra and Caleb and Toby's reaction to this okay i wish that we got that that's something that i wish i had and where the fuck are the moms well the moms i mean we want to spin off on the moms are they is that what's happening it's going to be called in the cellar i really want um (laughs) in the cellar i really want um Oh my god, see, we're winding down because we're not drinking. What the hell is her name? Fake Marshka Hargitay. Oh, Leslie. Farah. Yes. I want her on so badly. We need to start tweeting at people and make them come talk to us. Oh my god, so my, when I used to be a producer on VH1's Big Morning Buzz Live, the uh, co host, Jason Dundas, yes. shout out, um, he nice supposed, allegedly, is like, friendly in some capacity, or, like, has a mutual friend with uh, Shay Mitchell. Oh. So I just heard through a mutual friend. So I just hit him up. I was like, hey, Chase. I haven't talked to him, like, a year since the, we stopped bringing the show. But I was like, Chase, I hear you're chatting with uh, one of the cast members of Pretty Little Liars. Uh, you wanna, do a gal a fave. You want to hook us up? Yeah, hook it up. I don't know. I just eat them all today. So, yeah. Hopefully I would definitely we'll have some like to talk guys. more to the people behind the show and, and learn more about their psyche and I also just want to tell them like I wanted to give everyone who worked on that show such a big hug last week because everyone was like you guys don't care about this show 
And I wanted to, like, sit down I all know. the fans and be like, do you have any idea how hard it is to work on a television show? That was just Do you have any idea how many times these people worked 4 a.m. to 4 a.m. or, like, yeah. just grueling hours? Yeah. The, the, like, even on shows that you, like, watch them and you're like, nobody cares about them. They're so cookie cutter. They're so stupid. I can just tell you, and Chelsea can too, when you see the productions, people care a ton. Like, too much, yeah. And I I mean, yeah, I think it comes from the Lost Writers Room saying that they were fucking around with the fandom. I'm a big believer in, I just, you know, the way that the, the writers tweet with the fans and interact with the fans, the way the show highlights fans so yeah. much, I, I just feel like... I wanted to give them all a big hug and say, like, no, there are people out there who aren't 12 totally. and understand. Totally. You guys are working so hard on this. Absolutely. And, like, I think that maybe is why I'm not angry because I feel like they ultimately told a good story and there are some things that got dropped along the way. And they're just doing their best and we can't even begin to imagine the things that are out of their control, you know? And, like, when you do, like you said, like, working on a TV show, like, you just, there are things that are just outside of your control. Yeah. Creatively. It doesn't matter what, I mean, like, you want to do X, Y, and Z creatively, but the higher-ups have the final say. Yeah. And logistics have the final say. And schedule and financial constraints. And there's so well, many I mean, factors think about involved. how Maddie Ziegler ended up on the yes. show. Yes. Her yeah. agency reps the girls. Right who are on Pretty Little Liars, so they, they were like, oh, can you get her on? Yeah. And then they worked it into the story yeah. in a way. But, like, that's the kind of thing that happens. Yes. It's not like, you know, it, and it could have been as simple as the reason why Allie and Toby were Allie and Toby is that they had to use Sasha in that episode, and it would have been weird to put somebody other than Toby in it, so they used them. Yeah. Because Sasha's billed in every single episode. Yeah. Was she in every episode? I don't think that every episode episode. an alley flashback, but it was also probably because of child labor laws that she probably couldn't have been available for all of them either. Right, right. Like... That's a good point. Yeah. There's there's just so many different layers of it, and I just think, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a really entertaining show, and I think it's a testament that we constantly want to watch it and we inspect it so much. And I think that the writer should be praised for making something compelling enough that makes you want to go back and check every minutia of it. 100% agree. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to go back. With that being said, I'm excited to go back and watch old episodes and dissect them, which is what we're going to be doing with you guys. Watch some movies, too. We're going to try and watch Now and Then. And And have some more guests. I feel like we should try and watch Sybil. Absolutely. We're just going to have fun. We're just going to be here with you guys. Yeah, and we're going to try and release a new episode every Wednesday, so that way you guys feel supported, as we all need during this. How many months is it? Is it... So it's it's like literally too many. It's like so many months that I can't even count that high. It's so many months that I haven't even counted that high since like like I had to in third grade. Oh my god! Maybe six if they do end of January because January is a tough month to launch because there's all the award shows. 
I have something that will entertain you in the meantime. Girl Code Live! Yay! Monday, August 31st, 10.30 p.m. The Live. day after the MTV uh, VMAs. Hell which yeah. Which are going to be amazing this year. And I may or may not. Did I tell you this? No. I may or may not be going. What? what? So That's going to be super fun. Snapchat you guys if I'm there. Um, yeah, yeah, follow her. Her Snapchats are going to be amazing. Mine are going to be like me on my couch. Well, but those are really <laughs> entertaining. Um, no, I don't think I've got a, the finales of Gaffigan yeah, and Pastor and X's is coming up at the end of September. But well, that's exciting. So keep please watching watch Pastor. If you guys like mystery I and have funny them all shows, on my DVR. I wanna, I'm going to binge them this weekend. Everyone, yeah, go and binge it because it's such a it's such an, a unique show because it is a comedy that's also a mystery, and it does both of those really well. And every time, I mean, I've read some of the scripts and I've you know seen some of the table reads, but every time I watch a full episode, I'm always floored at how good it is. Um, and not like our other shows aren't good, but I think that Pastor is just. I think it's it's going to be bigger than Younger. I would like. I think because oh, awesome. I think uh, as much as I love Younger and I love all of our shows, like I said, but and Pastors just got this place in my heart where I'm like, I tell everyone, I'm like, please watch this show because you're going to be. Like, I also want to talk about it with people right. constantly because it's like, oh, there's all these mysteries and every character is so intriguing. And uh, so I think if you like Pretty Little Liars, you'll enjoy I'm Pastor. excited. I'm excited to watch it. Um, all right. This is fantastic. So thank you for making it to the end of the podcast. <laughs> if you indeed did. If you did. You. If you did. Uh, Tweet us, hashtag, I made it to the end. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> and then we, we will win a just, retweet. Yeah. <laughs> there you All go. Right. So tune in next week when we're going to be talking to um, Sam and Kelsey from Bustle and maybe or maybe not watching a TV episode. If we figure that out, we'll tweet you guys and let you know so you can watch along with us. And until then, bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet?